a WIN, a win for the Cleveland Browns victory. Monday edition of the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic. Matt, back-to-back winning shows. It was a victory Friday, now a victory Monday. We're rolling, baby. Let's keep it going. It was Washington. I don't care. Win's a win, and we're taking it. How are you feeling? I'm pretty good. What do they say down on the bayou? Uh, Laze Batum Roule. I think I just butchered that. I but will take that your word for let it, Let the good times roll. I will take your word. And uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing. I think that sounds like someone on the bayou after they had a few Cleveland whiskeys. Probably, right? Little- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> little little roll the tongue, roll the dice there. Yeah, baby. 34 to 20, the Browns over Washington. And there were some, like, as bad as, listen, we, we, we just played Hang On Sloopy. We love the Buckeyes. I love Dwayne Haskins, uh, uh, Terry McLaurin as well, you know, Chase Young. Dwayne Haskins, Matt, he might be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But th- that was, boy, he has a long way to go. Of the ones that are still playing, or the one, are we including the ones that get benched along the way too? <laughs> well, he made it further um, than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> he had done well with the turnovers the first two weeks of the season, led a couple of comebacks, but for some reason the Browns just dialed up the right combinations of pressures and coverages that really confused them, and yeah. you're you're starting to see now why teams were hesitant to draft him based off of one really incredible year at Ohio State. Yeah, he could have used another. He really could have. Um, but he, he absolutely could have, yeah. The thing is, though, Matt, like, I don't blame anybody for coming out. You take the guaranteed money. Guy could have blown his shoulder or knee out, right? Right, 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 right. You no, you're absolutely cash. right. Yeah. I agree with him for making that decision, but I also see it from the, uh, the team Long perspective yeah. that, that's a that's a hell of a risk to take on a guy. Yeah, because you you don't really know. Like there, I I don't know if it was Bill Parcells or Bill Polian, but one of them said that they wouldn't even look at a quarterback who didn't start at least like two or three years. I think it was they Parcells. Just do yeah, it. yeah. I, Which is is an old school look to it, but you know, like Haskins, he's the victim again of of second year. New offensive system, you know, raw, a little more polished than Cardale Jones, who never really got even a shot uh, coming out. So it's, you know, it's it's tough for Haskins. That's the example of a guy who waited too long to come out. Well, his, his stock plummeted. Yeah, he should have come out before. Now I don't even think he's in. I don't even think he's a backup. He might be out of the league altogether. Um, he was in the XFL earlier this oh, year, but I don't know if he caught on with the NFL team or not. Well, the Rock's bringing the XFL back. So come on, 12-gauge. Come back. I'd pay. To, I, I, if Listen, if Cardell Jones gets a XFL, I might buy a Cardell Jones jersey, XFL jersey. I might do it. I might do it. We'll see. Actually, those are kind of expensive. Maybe like maybe like one of those jersey shirt, like T-shirts that are like 20 bucks. That's probably what i do. Just, <laughs> just to be safe. Got to be a little fiscal these days. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, hey, you know what? We look at this game, the turnovers. Dwayne Haskins staring down receivers. But... Unlike Browns teams of the past against teams and games you're supposed to win, the ones in the past would lose. Quarterbacks who are supposed to suck would dominate. And while it wasn't an easy path, the Browns finished strong. 
and got those timely turnovers and everybody did their part, right? Like the game plan, this, the what did we talk about on the preview show? It was, we want to see second game in a row, Kevin Stefanski focusing and using his offense. Not trying to outsmart everybody, not trying to be cute. Do what works. And we saw that. We saw it for three quarters. The third quarter was a little mm. bit of a, a little, uh, yeah, a little bit of a struggle there. Little, we, little uh, we got away from what we do well, which is run the football, and then we had a couple of uh, very short drives. But overall, I thought it was a well played game. They played a complimentary game of football, which I haven't seen the Browns do in a long time. I was actually covering some of those games you were talking about including at Jacksonville where they got six takeaways and still managed to lose the game, which is like, I think there's, there was probably like a 1% chance that they could have lost that game. And they did. And they did. It was nice to see (laughs) the Browns finish in all phases. on a pretty, what was a pretty successful afternoon. I would say, I think all phases contributed to this win. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that one was, grossly outplaying the other and they just made enough plays to hang on they made plays that impacted this game right and that is what you want out of your defense out of your offense and your special teams and with your special teams you want them to make plays but what you don't want to do is have the game come down to a mistake that they made absolutely and fortunately we've been very lucky so far um since making that change that we haven't really had to worry about that aside from one kickoff out of bounds. So things are trending upward and now they have to keep it going. That was the biggest takeaway for me yesterday was when the guys talked after the game, the first thing they said was it's nice. It's great, but we're a long way from the finish line. So we can't really celebrate being two and one. We've got to keep it rolling. Love to see that. And Cody Parkey, my guy, Matt, right? Never doubted you, Cody. Again, two for two. Field goals. Made his first two field goals since he rejoined the team. Four for four extra points. Let's go. Huh? I've always been a so Cody guy. So did you just become president and chief operating officer of the Cody Parkey fan club? Uh, let's just say this, Matt. I'll write it on paper. I'm not laminating the 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 badge yet, though, okay? We're, we're going to keep it. <laughs> You're not making it Facebook official. I'm not making it Facebook official. <laughs> you know, we're, we're seeing where it goes and, and for now. But uh, good start, Cody. We're, we're going with it. Uh, let's begin with the, the I, I guess, carry on from the offensive game plan. And another thing I really liked, Matt, was how many, like all, and pretty much all of them, passed Browns coaches. Whether you had a good running back or, or a so-so one, whatever, they immediately get away from the run and go pass happy. It seemed like to a man. What Kevin Stefanski did, kept with the run. We saw multiple ones where Kareem Hunt got stuffed, Chubb got stuffed early, you got one, you got two, okay, you keep keep with it, then they bust, bust, bust. To keep with it, to keep disciplined like that, to have Baker Mayfield only throw the ball 23 times, while also, it's not like you had the lead the whole way. They were down 7 nothing after the first quarter. To keep doing that is so encouraging, and Matt, I gotta say, probably the most optimistic from just a play calling standpoint of any Browns head coach slash coordinator, gosh, since what? Since Chud in, in 2007 as the coordinator? Yeah, it might be that long. You know? Honestly, um, we've had some interesting play callers. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm being kind. 
um, because we've all had our issues with the play calling. And fortunately, this time around, we had a coach that, while he may have overthought it a little bit in a quarter, it didn't prevent them from winning the game. No. no. And in years past, we haven't been able to say that. Stefanski knew what was going to work against Washington. He tried to experiment a little bit, and when that didn't work, he went back to what brought him to the dance. Perfect. And you have to respect a guy who's willing to make a, an in-game adjustment, which is another thing we're not used to ever seeing, hmm. and B, it has enough confidence to and, and not be controlled by his pride to get back to what was working when what he tried didn't go so well. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. Uh, you can get us on Twitter as well, folks. Let us know your thoughts. Victory Monday. How you feeling about the Browns' win then heading into Dallas Next Sunday at AndyMC81, at Matt Florjancic on Twitter, on Instagram, at AndyMCSports, at Matt Flo Sports. Uh Washington, boy, that defensive line we heard so much about, as advertised. Uh, poor Chase Young with the groin going down. Good news for the Browns, but, you know, it, he was walking around, hopefully not too serious. Montez Sweat, who I loved coming out of the Combine two years ago, was just a beast. And I thought, Matt, from a growth perspective, and even an in-game development perspective, uh, it, it was a great learning experience for Dredrick Wills, the rookie left tackle for Cleveland, who got got pushed around, got beat up a bit, but in the end was left standing. Yeah, I mean, not everything is going to go perfectly, and anybody who thinks that it is, is is fooling themselves. He's a rookie. He's used to playing on the other side. He's not used to the NFL speed of the game, even though he played high-level football at Alabama, but you know, he's he's there's still got some learning to do, and there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to make your mistakes and learn from them and not let them compound and result in uh, further issues. And I think we saw him take a positive step forward, even though he got beat a couple times, that he really is starting to grow. And you have to kind of ride that wave with a rookie at a key position. You you know he's going to have some good days. You know he's going to have some bad days. But in the end, what can you say about him at the end of the game? And we can both say that while there were some mistakes made, he was also a part of an offensive line that cleared the way for another 100-yard rusher Ooh. and by and large kept Baker Mayfield's pocket clean. And, and guys, we, we all have to vote Wyatt Teller to the Pro Bowl when that voting comes out absolute stud i think he got called on one penalty so what the guy from the right guard the, the two times at least swinging over from the right side to the left to lead the path he looks like an absolute bull and got a tip of the cap to former general manager john dorsey because now how that's developed that looks like a hell of a pickup for wyatt teller to, for that o-line as a nice anchor that's uh that that's beautiful day and again all a part of a great season so far for teller yeah, no question about it. He's been one of the keys Man. to the offensive line success. He's just a he's a guy that plays with a mean streak. He does. Like he plays nasty. Yeah. Not in a nasty. dirty way. He just yeah. plays nasty. Hard, yeah. And that's the exact mentality that you need out of an interior offensive lineman. You need your centers to be tacticians 
and intelligent, which J.C. Treader checks both of those boxes mm-hmm. in spades. You need your guards to be those tough grinder guys that are going to do everything in their power to clear space for their teammates. And you have that in Batonio and Teller. And then you need your tackles to be athletic but powerful. Mm-hmm. And the Browns are working on that right now because the Conklin's new and so is Wills. But Conklin has that time on task at the NFL level, and he'll be able to impart some of that knowledge to Jedrick Wills. Right. So things are heading in a positive direction with this offensive line. If they can stay healthy in that group of five, you know, we talk a lot about how quarterbacks never make it through the season uh, in Cleveland and play all 16 games. Uh, Baker was the first to do it in a long time when he did it last year. The Browns have had the same issue with their offensive line, too. Yeah, they they've really struggled to keep the same five on the field for the whole season. I know it's it's a more physically demanding position and injuries happen, but still, and if you can keep those guys relatively healthy and together for an extended period of time, they're only going to get better together. And that's going to lead to more success for the offense and less time on the field for the defense. Well, and especially in that Stefanski wide zone scheme where just familiarity and flow on that offensive line is so important. But yeah, the guards, awesome. Uh, the O-line, that was that was great. Uh, Nick Chubb, come on, man. 19 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Like, Matt, that guy, the business level, two, two touchdowns for him, never spiked the ball, gave a couple high fives, held on to it. It was like he was carrying his briefcase. You know, it was like, that's his, that's his work. He's at work. And he just busts through. Like, how many backs off of those that first contact just go down? Burrows his way through. Hunt gives that complimentary, that different look. A little more scat backish, right? A little more cut, a little more shifty. Caught that beautiful one-hander. Eat your heart out, Odell, on that one, right? That To keep that play as Baker was being pressured. Had a touchdown. It goes back to say, for real life or fantasy football, Matt, you can start both those guys and feel great about it. Yeah, I know. I tried to get Kareem in a trade in my league because I had Saquon Barkley, and that didn't work Ooh, out too well for me yeah, because yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to part with Kareem. They no. don't don't want to play him, but they don't want to be, uh, trade him to somebody else either. Yeah, right. So I agree with you on the fantasy angle. They're both must plays, in my opinion, because what Hunt doesn't give you in the running game because Chubb is just going nuts in a game, he'll give you in spades in the passing game. Yeah. No doubt. I thought Odell. Two straight games with a receiving touchdown, by the way. That's right. Yeah. And and I want to get to Odell Beckham Jr. Because sort of that, we were wondering, okay, he said, oh, I'm not going to have a big statistical season. Was that going to be result in sort of moping around? I think Odell's fully engaged. Like that, turning into a defensive back to break up that interception. He's throwing blocks. Brilliant. Key, Matt, key yeah. catches. Not not the bit. Four, if you just look at the stat line, four catches, 59 yards. Like, oh, Okay. But the when he caught the ball, instead of dropping them like last year, and even in the first week, catching those, converting, that's where Odell Beckham Jr. can make a difference on this team. I thought he did a hell of a job yesterday. No, absolutely, yeah. I was I was standing and applauding when he knocked that ball away on um, what was just a pass that seemed to float out of Baker's hands. It wasn't like he completely threw it off his back foot. It just it just for some reason hung up there and. Odell saw it and he's like, Oh heck no, I'm not letting you take that that easy off of me. Mm-hmm. And he went up there and he clubbed that ball away. 
And then he had a little something to say about it afterwards, yeah. which was always fun. But that, a that's, a, finger. that's a guy who looks a lot more dialed in than he was last year. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing because he's not getting the, the kind of attention that he wants to get from his quarterback. But he's still out there making plays. And if the Browns continue winning – it'll stay all good. Exactly. Where we run into a problem potentially is if somewhere along the line, this team starts to struggle a little bit and can't score points. That's where the frustration is going to come in. But by and large, credit the effort that he gave us yesterday as another good game, another stack in the good column, and hopefully just keep stacking those bricks. Well, that's it. And I liked early, especially Austin Hooper being involved in the type of plays that they were calling where Hooper was open. Uh, Harrison Bryant with his first NFL touchdown. That was good to see as well. I'm still a little surprised the tight ends aren't more involved in this offense to this point. But heck, when you only have to throw the ball 23 times, like this is the recipe for success. And and just like Odell might not put up big numbers, maybe Baker doesn't. But Matt, if, if you can do enough, if you can do enough and complete at the right time, that's fine. That's perfect. It's going to be interesting against a team like Dallas next week, and we'll get into that more on the preview show on when we uh, are back on Saturday. Uh, when you get into a potential shootout, then what happens? And can you stay committed to the run during that? That's going to be the interesting story. But, yeah, Baker didn't have his best day, Matt, but you know what? Didn't throw a pick. Two touchdowns. That's his first time in eight games. Did not throw an interception. Step in the right direction. Yeah, if you throw multiple touchdowns and don't turn it over, I don't know that you can call it a bad game. Yeah. Uh, it may not be the, the great fantasy game that a guy like Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson put up, but it's efficient enough to do what we need to do. Yep. Uh, you need to pass the ball to keep defenses honest and to open up and prevent people from putting nine guys in the box. Exactly. But when your running game is still effective that way, all you need to do is have the quarterback make a few plays a game and you're in good shape. And it's at the key times. All right, Matt, let's give out our game balls. And folks, you want to let us know who gets your game balls in the Browns. 34-20 win over Washington. Tweet us at AndyMC81 at Matt Fleur Jansen. Okay, Matt, who gets your game ball? Hmm. I don't know. I got to think about this one. Uh, I am going to go... With, I think I did the offensive line last week, so I'm going to go with somebody different this week. And I am going to go with Nick Chubb, just a workmanlike yeah. effort, a guy who goes out there, busts his tail, and doesn't celebrate too much, just goes back to the, the sideline and gets focused on the next drive. So a guy that really takes care of his business. Now I'm going to give a bonus game ball to Callie Brown, Brownson, the Browns' chief of staff, uh, she was a part of history yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was the first time that a female uh, official called a game where each team had a female assistant coach. So making a step in the right direction for progress, for more diversity among coaches in the NFL, and I think that was a good thing. Uh, Sarah Thomas was the official and uh, Jennifer King was the assistant for Washington. So credit to all three of those ladies for 
blazing the trail for the next generation. Yeah, very cool moment for sure. Uh, my game ball, I, I was going back and forth between Miles Garrett and Sheldon Richardson because I just thought, and I think I'm going to give it to Richardson um, just because I think over this whole season, he's been an absolute stud. He had four total tackles, a sack. Miles Garrett holding on to the undershirt of Dwayne Haskins was hilarious. He's just like, you're not, you're not getting away, man. And then like uh, is the, the strip sack kicking the ball up fumble was awesome too. So two sacks for Miles. Hey, you know, I'm going to give it to Garrett. I'm going to give it to Garrett. He gets the game ball. It's close though. I'll give like a mini one to, to, to Richardson. Like one of those just like mini squeeze balls just to. Just well, actually, you should give it to Richardson because, according to Miles Garrett, it was Sheldon who challenged him before the game and said, "There's no way you're going to get another strip sack, not ah, two games in a row, dude." Really? And he's like, "Oh, I, I'm I was motivated by that." Keep he's it like, up, Shelly. My good friend, you know, challenged me, and I'm thinking, "Who the hell would be dumb enough to do that?" And then it was like, "Oh yeah, Sheldon Richardson did it," and I was like, "That's not dumb. That was brilliant oh, because he knew what he was doing." That's amazing. <laughs> Just great days. Now you got to try to do it against the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, we're all feeling good. Browns are feeling good. You're at two in a row. They made multiple notes to remind us over the broadcast that it was the first time the Browns will be over 500 uh, in 85 games. So, yeah, okay, we, we get it. Now can you make it 3-1? Now can you go into Dallas? Baker Mayfield, the big stage, he's a Texas boy, right? See if he can do it so on that Miles stage. Garrett. Ooh, boy, <laughs> old Aggie, that's right. That's going to be interesting, but we'll get into that on our Saturday preview show to get you ready for week four of the Browns. Good stuff, Matt. Hey, we get victory Monday. We'll be able to feel good till the weekend. You know what? It, I'm, I'm kind of getting used to this. I like <laughs> this feeling. Let's it's a good go. one. Let's hope we keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. All right. So for Matt Florjancic, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to the Doghouse Victory Monday edition on SB Nation. Dogs by Nature.